Hey guys, welcome back to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Eleni, and as always, I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. Today, I have a really special guest. She's a new dietitian. We are Insta friends, and she has a really interesting and cool story about how she started one of her new um, Instagram pages talking about sobriety and things like that. And I think it's really important to talk about this topic because it's not something that a lot of people in the, in the nutrition community community really discuss. Um, so Karina, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. And so I'm in New York and you're in Vegas, I think. Yes, I'm in Vegas. So we're on a little bit of a time difference. So I'm grateful that we were able to make it work. Yes, I'm very, I'm very happy to be here. I can't wait to, I'm so excited that I was able to meet you finally. Me too. I'm so happy because, you know, social media is so interesting and especially during like this like pandemic situation, I feel like it was so cool to be able to connect with people like across the country and even like the world. Like I have like Insta friends in Australia and the UK and like in Spain. And it's just so interesting to see how like how different every other state and country was during the time like you know, so it's very interesting. So I'm glad that you're here. So give us a little bit about you. And, you know, you talked about how you're an, a new RD, you, you know, worth you, you, I think graduated before the pandemic, and then it was like, insane. So give us a little bit of the background and then talk, then we can go into like the meat of everything. Sounds good. Um, so I went to the University of Las Vegas, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, um, in town here and I got my bachelor's master's and did my dietetic internship all through that school. So I studied nutrition for, I've been studying nutrition for like over eight years now. Um, when the pandemic hit, you're right. It was right after I completed my internship. So talk about a whirlwind experience coming right out of all of this clinical and medical setting and this whole field. And then being on lockdown, I couldn't really do much with anything. I couldn't, uh, really pursue any sort of job aspect. So it was really, honestly, it was a, it was quite a struggle, you know, and then coming from, uh, a situation where I'm very focused on education and I have something to do every single day, including work. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden being thrown into living, I had a bunch of roommates at the time. So being around all of these people and just being kind of stuck in that situation really threw off my motivation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of kickstarted me getting into, you know, habits that weren't the best for me, including excessive alcohol drinking. So I think that's kind of where my story kind of comes in. Um, and yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's so interesting. And it's, it's so, it, I feel so bad that you had to go through that because like, obviously, it's situational, everyone was impacted differently. But to go from being in such a high pressure situation with school and then the internship, which is very rigorous and like you're working for free and then you were doing your master's. So you were doing all these things to then basically just be isolated. And like, you know, unfortunately, sometimes a lot of people turned to alcohol, like, you know, oh, it's fine. You know, it's like, oh, it's five o'clock somewhere. And like, you saw a lot of people like joking around about it, like they're home with their kids and they're like, is it time to have some wine yet? And it's just so normalized and people just think that it's just funny and like, it's fun and it's like, whatever, but it's very toxic and it's very damaging, I think for our mental health and our physical health. I think so too. And, you know, um, back at that, like during that time, you know, uh, throughout the lock, like the main lockdown, I guess in 2020, 
Um, I lived with five roommates Mm. and they were all guys. Okay. So it was me and my fiance and then our four really, really close friends. And we partied a lot and it was a big thing. And it was very, I mean, honestly, it was the best time ever, you know, at that time, because it was very, we're all best friends. We all lived together. It was great. The opportunity to party and do all these things, but you know, you don't realize how much you're really drinking when everyone else around you is doing the same thing. You don't even realize yeah, what you're actually partaking in and how it's affecting your health over time, you know? And I just started to see all these changes, you know, physically in my body, like, you know, when it comes to my skin and when it comes to my eczema and when it comes to so many other health, you know, <laughs> health issues, they were all kind of coming into light more often, a lot of inflammation, back pain, never. And I never even put it together with how much I was, how much alcohol I was drinking. And that just never, because of the, you know, the situation that I was in and, yeah. the that I had and just, we were all doing the same thing. So it never felt out of place in my life, I guess, you know, so that was, I don't know, definitely something that I didn't catch on to until honestly earlier this year. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's so important for people to realize that like reassessing your habits is so important. And like, especially with, if you're like, hanging out with people that normalize these behaviors, you may not even realize how it's impacting you. And it's like, obviously like we're relatively young right now. So like it's, you know, our bodies are really smart and they're able to like detoxify and do everything that it needs to. But over time it becomes harder for our bodies to do those jobs and you know, as we learned in school, like the way that your body gets rid of alcohol is the same way as it gets rid of toxins. It all goes through your liver. And, um, so when people think about like putting good things into their body and I'm not saying like, you know, having a glass of wine, having a drink is like the worst thing in the world. Um, but when it becomes to the point where it's just like all the time, or you feel like it's just really not benefiting you, Um, I think it's, it's important for people to reassess and like, you know, you and I spoke a little bit on Instagram, um, like about my personal experience. Like I've never had, I've never been in that position, but like, also I had a family member who struggled with alcoholism her whole entire life. And she ended up passing away during the pandemic. She was on antidepressants and we don't know if she like ended her own life and knew what she was doing or if it just happened because she was drinking a lot and taking a lot of her medication but like I've for as long as I could remember since I was like 15 16 I knew that she had a drinking problem and it kind of like changed how I looked at alcohol so even when my friends were like drinking or even when I turned 21 it just never was something that like I always thought about her and like how it impacted her and not saying that every single person who drinks like has a drinking problem, but I think far too many people don't realize that they drink way too much and it's not like normal. Yes. You know, I actually read a statistic earlier that said something like 15 million, 15 million U S Americans have like some sort of alcohol dependency problem or some sort of disorder or something that comes out of alcohol, you know, and it's, it's honestly really shocking. Like when you think about it, cause like you said, or like I was saying earlier, it's, so normalized with so many groups of friends and like I don't know it's just it's very shocking in my opinion it is and when you think about the severity of it like even if you're like no it's not a big deal like we're just having fun like whatever it is a big deal and it's not just like your physical health but I think there's such a huge impact on your mental health that it has and like someone like me who struggles with anxiety and bouts of depression 
like the handful of times that I, I have, I'm, I'm a grandma anyway, but like the handful of times that I have been drunk, like it always starts off fun, but then it doesn't end fun. And then you don't feel good. And then the next day you don't feel good. And like, that's one of the things like I care about how I feel. So if something doesn't make me feel good, I'm going to say like, eh, no, I'll pass, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, so what was that moment for you where you were like, you know what? Okay. This isn't good for me anymore. Um, Ooh, there, I think that there were, was it a couple? It was a few moments. Yeah. I think that it was just kind of over time, you know, drinking when I could finish literally like not even a regular bottle of wine. I could finish a, one of like the Magnum bottles by myself in one night. And I wouldn't black out because that's how high my tolerance was, you know, or it's like every time we're going to, so I also, I work at a hookah lounge. So I'm always around drinks and hookah and all those things as well. And my friends, we all hang out in that setting and we all socialize in those ways. So it's just been, like I said, it's just been a part of my life for so long. Um, but, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, you were saying, I was like, I I asked you, um, like what, um, what were the moments maybe that made you say like, okay, this isn't good for me anymore. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So being in that social setting with all of my friends constantly. Right. So every time we go to a friend's house, we drank something. Every time I went to my family's house, we would drink something. Every time we would go hang out after work, we would go drink something. We would do. So it's just every single day. It was just, you know, so it was just over time. I'm like, you know what? I'm constantly, I constantly have all these headaches. I constantly am feeling like trash in the morning. I'm waking up at 3 PM every day because I'm hungover and I feel awful, you know, eating junk food because I'm going to call, you know, Uber eats or whatever in the morning. And I'm going to get some food delivered. So I don't feel like doing anything and slacking on just my self-care. Um, Mm. and I just noticed my mental health really was taking a toll because it's, you don't even think about it until you actually read what alcohol does to your brain and like does to your body. And you don't, you just feel like it's just normal. You're like, okay, this is just how I feel all the time. And it's like not associating that alcohol can have a, can be a part of those problems. That was like eye opening to me. So I guess it was just, uh, just starting to read about things and starting like looking at the sober curious pages on Instagram and just kind of looking at that hashtag and being like, okay, what is it really like being sober? Cause it, I was honestly really scared to even start the journey that I'm on now, mm-hmm. because like I said, all of my friends do their thing. And I'm all about, if you, it makes you happy, do your thing. I'm not anybody yeah. to tell you, you know, um, or whatever, but for me to take a step back was really scary for me. I'm like, what are people going to think? What are, is this really going to benefit me? Oh, it's just one drink or, oh, when people get virgin drinks, at a bar, you know, okay, you're just buying juice, you know, all these things are going through my mind. And I'm like, what, what is it going to take for me to move past those hurdles, which are also like things I'm thinking about constantly that affected me a lot. And, you know, jumping those hurdles, um, it was very difficult. So yeah, I guess the long answer to your question is it was a lot of things that just kind of added up over time. And just me kind of coming to, it was just, yeah. Like enough is enough kind of thing. Yeah. It just became clear that it was just time to make a change or just taking a pause from it. Like, I'm not saying no to boost forever. Okay. It's just more like a, I just need a freaking break. Yeah. <laughs> My body needs to recover, like drinking nonstop, basically for almost 10 years. It takes a toll on you and you don't even realize it. It's pretty sad actually. It, it is. And it's sad because again, it's so normalized by society and it's like, you know, whenever you go out to eat, they always ask you like, oh, like, like, I'm always like, can I just have water <laughs> or like a Diet Coke with lemon? And like, do you want to see our like wine list? I'm like, no, like, 
you know, no, thank you. And it's not because like, I'm sober. I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself to like actively say like, no, I'm not going to drink. No, I'm not going to drink. But like, you know, I'm also on medication for my anxiety and you're not supposed to mix alcohol with that. And Mm -hmm. I take that pretty seriously. And, you know, for me, I'm sorry. I would not risk it either. Oh yeah. I, I, I definitely would not. And like, for me, like struggling with my mental health and my anxiety, especially during the pandemic, which is like really when it became so out of control and debilitating, um, you know, I wouldn't risk that being in a place where I'm mentally aware of how I'm feeling. Cause I take it very seriously every day. I assess how I'm feeling and some days are worse than others and some days, you know, whatever. And so, um, I think, and a lot of people do take medication for their, you know, for mental health issues and they are drinking and they aren't even realizing that it's like really dangerous and not good. And, um, I forgot who I was listening, if it was a podcast or something. And, and the person was talking about, I think they just recently had a baby and they were saying how, um, they assess whether they needed that drink. Mm-hmm. Like, is it because they were stressed out from the day? Is it because it'll make them feel like a little bit happy or is it because like, Oh, this is like a nice wine to pair with the meal. And I think it'll taste good. And like more often than not, like you probably like don't need it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's, it's difficult, especially like what you were saying in your situation, like people are used to you being a certain way and like engaging in those behaviors with them. And so I think it's really brave and amazing of you to like stand your ground and say like, this is like what I'm doing for myself. And it's like, sometimes people don't get it and it just sucks for them for not getting it. But like, Uh. you know, it's, it's hard to make that decision for yourself. And like, people should definitely be respectful of it. I feel like, yeah, you know, luckily I have been very lucky in the fact that, you know, my fiance is extremely supportive. Um, all of my friends that I've, you know, there were obviously there were questions like when I first stopped, like, why just have one or, you know, are you still going to just not drink out? Are you just going to drink at home? Or like, what's the situation? And there was all these things like trying to see different ways I would get, go around it. Hmm. Oh, what way are you going to cheat kind of? And I'm like, I'm not going to, and I would really stand my ground. I'm like, you know what? Like, and just like you said, like when I actually say my story, you know, I've been drinking for 10 years, like I need a break. And over the last couple of years has been very heavy and I just, I can't anymore, but I've been, I've I've been very lucky. My friends are very supportive of me. Um, and I've actually had quite a few people that I work with alone come up to me. Oh, um, me and my girlfriends are, we all started following your new Instagram, um, that follows your journey and we're all going to do a sober January or, Oh, I have a friend that's gave up hookah for a month. Cause she's like, all I do is smoke hookah. She gave up hookah. She's like, it's because of you, you know, and another friend, Oh, me and my boyfriend, we're going to stop drinking for a few months. And I'm like, this is so amazing. So yeah. I'm very lucky. Like, I feel like I am inspiring people to kind of yeah. do that. And it's awesome in my friend's group, you know, we're all around the ages of, you know, 25 to 35. Um, so just seeing all of these grown adults making these awesome choices for themselves because of me, it feels so good. So I think, um, at first there were a lot of questions and I still get questions like, Oh, you're drinking a Heineken zero zero. What's the point? I'm like, so I can drink yeah. a beer with my friends, you know, like a beer quote unquote. Um, so it has been, yeah. I have found ways to, you know, be still actively like in the, in my social setting with my same friends and yeah, 
people are very have been very supportive so that's I feel phenomenal. Really lucky. and yeah. I feel like because you have such a positive attitude towards it it doesn't seem like you're punishing yourself not at all you know what I mean like where people are like oh like I know I like I was drinking too much but like now I have to cut back and I just like you know I feel like the place from where you're starting from is such a good place and it's like yeah maybe one day like you'll be in a place where you feel like that is okay to be part of your life and it's something that would enhance your life and maybe it won't or maybe you know it just really depends um but being able to be really in tune with yourself and aware and like you said I think it definitely is inspiring because a lot of people don't realize how negative drinking like how much of a negative impact drinking has on them and it's like you know I'm 31 now mm-hmm. and you know I I look back at like college times and like I didn't really have a typical college experience because I was pre-med and I was like just very focused on like research and you know doing all the things and yeah. you know um so I like didn't go away to college and I didn't like go to parties and you know things like that I was a grandma then as well and <laughs> But like, even then, like remembering people going out and like getting trashed and then showing up for like 8am bio lab and they like, couldn't even keep their eyes open. And I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, yes, this- this, that was me pretty much all through college. And even in my internship, there were a few times and it's like, I think back to that and I'm, it's insane what you were able to accomplish while like not yes. being fully, uh, uh, I, I will never forget. So Um, Part of my rotation, uh, my last rotation in the internship was we had like groups and we had a research project and it was like all the way at the end, like everyone was done. And one of the girls in my group who I was friends with at the time, she got so drunk the night before we had to present in front of like all the faculty and she like came in the next morning with like giant sunglasses. And it's like, it was funny at the time, but it's actually like really not funny. You know what I mean? I know it is so not funny. And the like, she could not even function. And I was like, dude, you're making us look bad. Like, you know, I mean, it was fine. Like, I don't even remember. I'm sure we did well on it and it doesn't even matter at this point, but it's just how normalized in society drinking is. And especially when it comes to like, um, like holiday events, new years and things like that. It's like people just, oh yeah, let's have a toast. Oh, let's do a shot. And it's like, why? every time I know I don't get it like why why like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't I don't know like in my head I'm like it just doesn't make sense and it's like okay well then when you have one then it's easier to have two and then three or four drinks later like that's a lot for someone especially who doesn't really drink Mm -hmm. and it's just like why does everyone have to just be so like I think people think that they need to drink to have fun yes and I think we talked you mentioned that, right? Like you talk, like you and I did speak about this in on Instagram and like, it's just not true. And it's like, if you need some sort of substance to like, you know, be, uh, be around people to feel like you're having a good time, then you should probably like reevaluate. Yes. There's something else going on a hundred percent. There's something else happening. And like, you're whatever's going, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like drinking alcohol, affects your brain on so many levels. Like even over time, it, Mm. you know, it, it starts destroying like your neurotransmitters and all I've read so much about it, you know, after starting and it really does over time. And then your, you know, your brain starts looking for those things that's going to make it, you know, to fill those like little voids, 
you know, which makes you more prone to anxiety and depression when your brain is, you know, kind of out of whack. It's not, there's just so many things that go into it and consistently going back to alcohol or, you know, using it as your tool to socialize or mm-hmm. however you want to view it. I'm like, it does, it has so many negative effects and it's so, it, it just makes me so sad, you know, that so many people don't yeah. see this and it took me so long to kind of see yeah. all of these things that really could be affecting me. And it's, you know, I, I do, I sympathize with so many people because a lot of people have come up to me also. And they're like, I don't feel like I drink a lot, but I'm like, oh, that was me. You know, I don't feel like I drink a lot. It's just a few times a week, or I only get really drunk once a week or, you know, oh, it's another birthday or, oh, it's another this. I'm like, you can still do all those things and remember what the, what actually happened yeah. to you. You're not trashed, you know, <laughs> there's so many positives that come out of not drinking or, you know, passing on the drinks, or even if you do go to new year's and you have, you decide, oh, I am going to have a toast of champagne and you actively decide that that is the only thing you're doing. And you actually do that thing where you only drink one drink because you're in that celebratory mood and that's what you want to do. Fabulous. You know, yeah. but like being, being, being conscious of what you're doing and seeing how much you're active, you're actually drinking. I think that that's a huge part of it also. If you have to ask yourself, like if you're even questioning, like, am yeah. I drinking too much or am I doing this habit too much? Then you already have your answer. Yep. And the same thing, like I always talk about this with my disordered eating or eating disorder patients, like people will Google, like, do I have an eating disorder or what does it mean to have an eating disorder? And it's like, if you're already thinking the thoughts or if you have to question it, then you're already at that place. Yep. You're on the track, you know, Mm -hmm. and being aware of yourself, I think is so important. Um, so are there any tips that you have for people who like, maybe are considering like, Hey, you know what, maybe like. I'm not making the best choices. I really feel like crap all the time. And maybe I am abusing alcohol and this could, and it's not just like going out and partying. It could just be at home with your family and not even, uh, people don't even necessarily associate that. But like, if every single night you're a mom and you need to have like your one or two glasses of wine, like that's probably not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say probably the biggest way that I've been able to go as far as I have. So today is actually my 67th day sober. Congratulations. That's amazing. It's been a, honestly, it's gone by really fast. I was going to say it's been a long journey, but I feel like I remember when it was like 10 because you were know. So I remember that. So I can't believe it's already, that's amazing. I know. Thank you. Um, So it's like, uh, so yeah, so probably the biggest thing that has helped me kind of get through this so far is holding myself accountable. And my way to do that was to make this Instagram page and to post my progress. Cause I'm like, you know, I, I want to not care what people think, but then again, when it comes to something like this, where I need to stay on track with something, if I'm like, I have other people that are looking at me as an inspiring figure in their life and to be like, Oh my God, Karina, all those times I partied with Karina, all those times I had drinks with Karina, she's doing this. That is so amazing. So I think for me, that was probably my biggest, you know, my biggest, my biggest way to stay accountable Mm. was to post about it. Um, And then finding, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the sober curious community on Mm. Instagram has been so amazing. There are so many people that I, same thing on my new Instagram, I was able to kind of control who I follow, clean up my feet a lot, take away some of those triggers and some of those like negative people and negative pages and focusing on sober curious, um, uh, like no alcohol or just like all those kinds of pages. And that has really helped me a lot too. just kind of reminding myself like, okay, 
I'm doing this because it's bettering my mental health. I'm doing this because my physical health has been improving. I'm doing this because I want my skin to glow. You know, I'm doing, so it, those constant reminders were definitely my biggest ways of keeping me on track so far. And just making sure I have people around me that really do support me and people that don't, I literally, I just tell them, I'm like, you know, believe whatever you want. I'm, I'm doing my own thing over here and I'm happy. So yeah, for sure. I think those are all great recommendations. And obviously I'm going to link your page down below. So everyone, please give her a follow. And, you know, I'm sure if anyone has any questions, maybe they can send you a DM and, you know, ask you in that way. And I think it's important, like, especially as we head into like the new year when everyone's like new year's resolutions like this year I want to prioritize my health like I feel like that's a great place to start is assess like your habits in terms of like alcohol use yes I think that's so important because if like I you know just like I said I didn't realize how much it was really impacting my whole life like waking up late or like planning around like oh we're going to be late to this event because we have to go pick up alcohol to pregame and so many things like it's not even funny and just you know, the choices of the food that I'm eating, because, you know, when I'm drinking, I want to, you know, I want hangover food and I want whatever. Yeah. And so it just affected so many different aspects of my life. And you're right. Reevaluating, uh, you know, your habits, no matter what they are, it could be alcohol, it could be so many things. Um, yeah. I think it is important to kind of step back once in a while and really look at how it's running your life essentially. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you put it that way, like how it was like, in a way, like controlling your day and your life from everything yeah. that you did from like when you went to sleep to when you woke up to what you did when you woke up. And obviously, like as someone who promotes like intuitive eating and intuitive movement and like really paying attention to the cues and signals that your body sends you, like I would assume that in, in those days during that time, like your body probably wasn't able to tell you what it wanted to do or what you needed. Yeah, it was just not, it's so crazy. Cause now that I haven't had alcohol in so long, just simple things, like even just like my gut health. Like I noticed when I mm. use the restroom, how different it is. Cause my body was so used to one thing for so long. Mm. It is so crazy. Just how my stomach feels when I eat something, how I feel when I get up, I just feel so much energy now. And I don't feel like my whole day is affected by my choices from the night before anymore. Yeah. Which is so awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> He's back. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned all those different aspects. Cause I think a lot of people don't recognize those things as well. Even my and sleeping habits have improved so much. Oh my gosh. I cannot even tell you restless sleeping, waking up in pain and just all these weird things. And now it's like a world of difference. So these little things just, I don't know, you notice them. <laughs> I think it's amazing. And so, you know, to individuals who may not feel like they are in that place, but maybe they know someone who's in that place. Like I definitely recommend for them to like, listen to this episode and give your page a follow and really like pay attention to what your body's saying. And it's like more oftentimes than not, um, when we use behaviors that numb our ability to listen to what our bodies are telling us, you're not like doing yourself justice. You know what I mean? Like you're not being the best person that you could be, whether it's in terms of like, um, you know, always being on 
one diet from the next, because being on diets could be very addicting and it gives you a sense of community similar to, um, you know, drinking and going out and hanging out with people. And like, I understand people like want that, like kind of community relation kind of thing. But like, now you said, like you found this whole other community, which is so much better for like your mental health and your physical health. And I think that that's really amazing. And one of the better things from social media, I think is this type of thing. And I never even realized, like, of course, a lot of the people I follow on social media, I've been following since high school, you know, for yeah. a long, long, long time. And I just never even knew that these types of communities existed, which sounds unbelievable because there's everything exists on the internet, right? Yeah, but that's true. Actually, but searching it and just like finding like dietitians like yourself that put up, you know, push out so many positive, you know, aspects of nutrition, what we put in our bodies and how it matters, you know, your mental, how you think about it matters. And it's so many, so I've just been able to find so many awesome groups of people that have really opened my eyes and just, you know, I'm, it's awesome. I think it's amazing too. And I'm always so grateful to connect with dietitians like you and humans like you who like have their story and their journey. And I think like, it's so cool to learn from other people and, you know, this, I'm just glad that I was able to bring this episode for everyone, especially as we are starting the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, so Karina, thank you so much for coming on and I hope you come on again. Yes, absolutely. It was a pleasure. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much. And everyone, I will leave all of her info in the description box below. So please give her a follow and show her some love and I will see you guys for the next episode.